Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's all streaming now on Hulu. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Who are the pretenders and who are the contenders? We're more than halfway through the NFL season, but DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just five bucks on anything and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on all the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code SHANNON. New customers can bet just $5 on anything and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only DraftKings Sportsbook with code SHANNON. The crown is yours. How do you know how many blessings to hand out? Because sometimes, you know, they can yeah. thank you a guy like me just like the blessings are unlimited. I got great advice from J. Cole from that. Okay, you done borrow from the bank. If you ain't pay off your loan, or whatever the case may no be, more. you in the 500s now. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got the roll of dice. That's why all my life, I been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got the roll of dice. That's why all my life, I been grinding all my life. Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host, Shannon Sharp. I'm also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay, and the guy that's stopping by for conversation on a drink today is a three-time Grammy-nominated artist. The next time he's nominated, he's going to win. Yes, sir. A gold-selling artist, rapper, singer, songwriter, businessman, Corday. What's up, Unc? How are you? I'm good, bro. Thanks for stopping by the shop. Man, appreciate you having me, Unc. Uh, you was born in North Carolina. Yeah. Raised in Maryland. Yes, sir. What was your, uh, What's a Corday? Uh, give me a story, Corday upbringing. Okay, so I was raised um, early, like I said, born in North Carolina, like you said, more so. Um, raised by my grandmother a lot, mom and grandma. Um, very yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, mm-hmm. yes, sir, yes. no, sir. I got what with the switch on. Like, <laughs> okay. Go out there in the backyard, pick out your switch. Right. You getting what with the switch? I said this rap bar, I was like, uh, grandma used to whoop a nigga with switches. That was way before the switches, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but whatever. But um, yeah, very, you know, uh, Southern hospitality, very Southern. Um, didn't really like have too much growing up, you right. know, not like really on no woe right. is me type of stuff, but just, you know, how it is a lot right. of the times. Uh, my mom had me, she was super young. She was 16 years okay. old when she had me. And so, um, so I'm we, assuming you're the oldest. Yeah, I'm the eldest. Yeah, okay. I'm the eldest. And, um, my nickname was man. Cause I was the man of the house. It was okay. like my grandma and my mom uh, and then my little auntie. Oh, well, she's like not a little auntie, but she was young at right, the time. Right. My auntie. So I was like the man of the house. So my nickname was man. Right. And um, I moved to South Carolina, lived uh, out in Florence, South Carolina okay. for a little bit. And then I moved to Maryland and uh, lived in Suitland, Maryland. And um, I still got it. When I moved out in Maryland, people were like, man, you sound country as mud, boy, like for real. And um, I was in fifth grade at right. that time. So my bad, I'm going step by step. Go but, ahead. Um, but Maryland, it was like a, a, not a culture shock, but it was more so like, oh, go, go. Like learning about right. new things. Right. So I became acclimated. So like Maryland is like home now because right. I, I was Maryland is really what made me who I am right but still going back you know to the Carolinas for the summer to visit my grandmother my dad my family on that side and stuff so um yeah but like Maryland like 
Maryland really helped me become, not even helped me, but like made me who I am, like made me love like sneakers, like live music because of GoGo. Um, and more so in the South, it's like you live in like a trailer or like, we. it wasn't just straight trailers, but you get what I'm saying, versus right. Maryland, it's like neighborhoods right. and buildings, so right by D.C., so I'm it's a whole sure lot of I'm pretty sure Maryland is the, is the country, too, the South, too, because I think it falls below it's the Mason-Dixon Mason Mason Dixon line. Yeah, so anything considered the, below yeah, the Mason-Dixon line. It's technically the South, but it's more, <laughs> if you know, it's like an up-north vibe, because yeah, it's like D.C., it's still a city vibe, more yeah. so, because it's D.C. right there. Right. Uh, like New York. Y'all don't want to be labeled country, huh? No, I'm, it's not the country. I will say that for sure. It's not the okay. country. I will say it's not the but country. But I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm reading your story and you are raised by your grandmother and your mom uh, in a trailer park. Yeah. Uh, sometimes 15 people in and out, no yeah. cable, no internet. Yeah. So you had a pretty rough upbringing. So as you're growing up, what are you thinking to yourself? What do you want to be? Yeah. Well, I would say, I want to say it was like 15 people in and out, but we always had like a good, it was family right. in the home, so I always enjoyed that. I want to say 15, though. I ain't gonna, you know how niggas be lying nah. in their ass, I ain't finna lie, but it was 15. It, it was like five. I ain't gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, it, nah, it wasn't five. It was more than five, but it wasn't 15. It was than 15, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got about, we got about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. But, um, and, and you know, I was raised in like different environments. Like, it was some points where, I'm, like, like I said, we lived in a trailer, and then when we moved to Maryland, we kind of in the hood in Suitland. Right. And then later on, as my mom, Mom's getting older and she's getting a better job. We lived in like in towards birds. like my my like 15 right. through like 17, like the last two years of high right. school, we lived in like a better neighborhood. Right. So I kind of moved around like a lot. I went to six different elementary schools. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of lived in, like you said, like all type of environments. Like like I said, I lived in like the trailer in the country hood. Right. You know, and then I lived in like the, the Maryland, the city, what I consider the city hood. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Where like people were at their apartments, like right, right by four. Forest Creek, Suitland, they called it 28 for Bradford, whatever right. the case may be. And then living like in a in a better neighborhood in my late teens, like right. late high school neighborhood, excuse me, late high school years. So I think the culmination of all those things allowed me to like interact with all different like walks yeah. of life. Like I didn't even really wasn't around white people until I went to college. Like right. my middle school, elementary school, high school, all like 99.9% black. Like, like niggas making fun, not making fun of me, but I'm the, I'm the lightest thing in there. You know <laughs> okay. what I'm saying? Like, so it's funny. So b growing up in a trailer park, growing up in, in the inner cities, moving to the suburbs. So you, as you mentioned, it gave you a better opportunity of having to navigate and yeah. deal with different types of people in different types of environments. Yeah, for sure. Because like I was saying, I, I went to five different elementary schools, okay. so I had to be outgoing. Why so many? Uh, just moving around, okay. just like, you know, just moving around, figure, having young, you know what I'm saying, young parents just figuring right. it out, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, you know, I didn't know why, but like, you know, we just moving around a right. lot. So, um, so me having to be outgoing because, okay, I'm at this school. I'm moving here in April. The school year damn near over, you know? <laughs> so I got to be outgoing and like right. in order to make new friends, right. in order to, to, to get in, you know? Right. So I think that kind of affected me today to where I have more of a not... Like, I'm kind of to myself a right. lot now, more reserved. But, like, I can turn on that social battery if right. that, when needed. Right. Is it hard for you? Because you moved to so many different schools and so you're in and out of friendships. Hey, man, how you doing? The next thing you know, you pick up, you got a new set of friends. Nah, the next real. thing you know, you pick up and you got a new set of friends. Yeah. So is it hard for you to maintain stable friendships because you move so? You kind of like a sojourner. You yeah. just up and you just... Yeah, nah, for real. Um... Man, you know what? I never even thought about it like that. That that could be a reason. Like, and I think why I love Maryland so much is because that was like the most like stable okay. I was. Mm -hmm. You know, like even when we lived in a hood in, in Suitland in a Hickory Hill apartments, like I was there for like, even though we we switched apartments, like apart, we'll be like, okay, we moved, we lived in a when we first moved to Maryland, we lived in a one bedroom okay. apartment. Then we moved in that same apartment complex in a one in a den, and we yeah. used the den as our the bedroom. Okay. And then we had the two bedroom, and it's like, oh, me and my little brother, we get we got our own oh, bathroom. Right, we don't right. gotta share a bathroom with moms no right, more, right, you know? Right, yeah. And so even that was still like stable for me because we still in the same neighborhood. I'm right. still going to the same right. school. Essentially, so then when I moved from Suitland to like Waldorf, which is like a better area, that was like that was I'm like we was like in the townhouse at that right. time, and again this is like I'm 16 well, you really years old. Jefferson, you really moved on up. In my in my brain, I'm <laughs> yeah. like we don't got. Listen, my mom like okay, we are gonna go to a neighborhood, but like no cable, no Wi. We ain't really had cable Wi-Fi before, but like right. so I'm in this area and we don't got cable and Wi-Fi. My mom driving a '96 Camry. 
some of my classmates is driving like that shit. You know what You're I'm right. saying? They pull up in the Acura truck. I'm like, damn, like, oh y'all having that shit. So um, even in that environment to where I'm like on like the super low end of like that area, right. if that makes sense. Right. So um, my bad, I, I, I'm going in all yeah. type of places. But the question was, what, what was that? I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying because I said it was your friendships and said oh, because yeah, yeah, you exactly. Moved. Because you hear and then yeah. you're gone. You hear and then you're gone. And then you hear and then you're gone. And then you hear and you're gone. Yeah, yeah. So when I was in um like that area, like when we I settled down at that high school, I think we moved there like tenth, eleventh grade. Okay. I really felt like like stable. It felt really good, like stability. So that's kinda why maybe I moved like an old man now. Right. You know what I'm saying? In a way, like just like in things to be stable. Did you ever tell your mom like, damn, my mom, can we just like stay warm? I just got a new set of friends and I really like these. I really yeah. like these friends here. And he's like, baby, we we, we gonna get we, we, we in the wind. You know what? I wouldn't I would um I don't know, to be honest. I couldn't recollect that accurately, but I'm sure I did as a right. kid, you know. I'm listening at you and you said you had a speech impediment. Yeah. I also had one, and I know yeah. kids can be very cruel. Very cruel. Me. Yeah. And so how how did you deal with that? Yeah. Um it was uh it was tough because when I first moved to Maryland, again, like I'm uh, and at this time, again, we is not really having this shit. So I'm in Maryland. Fashion is a huge. Yes, thing. Even yes. so it trickles Kanye down. said that's where he got his fashion style from. from Maryland. Yeah. Exactly. So even in elementary school, middle school, niggas is wearing. I'm wearing shacks, bro. I'm wearing champion sneakers. <laughs> and so I'm already the country boy and I'm wearing shacks. So it's like. So they go give it to you. I'm getting yeah. it. Mink. You get you ever got roasted so bad you want to cry, bro? Cause it be true. I remember I was roasting this dude and he was like, nigga, that's why your mother drive a fucked up car, you live in the hood. I'm like, God damn, bro. Like, that's cruel. Like, but it's true. Yeah, damn. Like, you say that at the lunch table, nigga. We supposed to keep this between us, fool. Like, you my man's. Right. So, but but yeah, uh, it just learned you to kind of get tough skin to help me now. Cause even we live in this world with the internet. So if I drop a song, even though it'll be a million people that love it. Yeah. I'll have, let's say you drop a post or whatever, right? And 10,000 comments be like, man, fire, fire, fire. But our brains are so naturally geared towards that 200 that's like, man, this is some bullshit, bro. This is like, <laughs> this is not good. And so it'll make you like more, it'll, it'll, it can fuck up your whole day. Right. But me growing up, like in Maryland, where we be joning like shit, yeah, like going at sure. each other, joning all the time, it give me a little bit tougher right. skin to wear. Even now, if somebody talking about like an outfit or something you wear on the carpet or at an event or like, niggas like, man, you done gained some weight, didn't you lately, nigga? And I'm just like, you know, I, it's just, I, I got right. tougher skin. Right. You know, I ain't gonna act like I'm impenetrable. Right. And I like, it don't phase me at all, but I, I would like to think I got tougher skin. When they were, wrote, when they were talking about your speech impediment, you talked with a lisp, did you know you had it at the time or did you like, I, man, I'm talking just like you? I mean, because I, cause I had yeah. one growing up, I yeah. had to go to speech class. And so what I did, I would make fun of everybody else so people wouldn't talk about me. Yeah. So how did you navigate that? Because like you said, kids can be cruel yeah. and it's unrelenting because once we find out what bothers you, oh, I can't let it go. Nah, at all. <laughs> I think it kind of just stopped at the like fifth grade. And again, it wasn't like I was um, Poindexter when it's just like, <laughs> nigga, like, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, when you drone on your man, it's like, boy, shut your ugly ass up. And they're right. like, a, a, a Daffy Duck ass nigga, <laughs> yeah. you know? So. Yeah. So it'd be like, it wasn't just like, I walk in the school and it's just like, list boy, you know right, what I'm right. saying? But it's like when we joning on each other, right. it's like a back and forth right. type of thing. So when we joning on each other, they going, you know, dish. That's what they talking right. about. I'm talking about your shirt, because you, we wore uniforms in Maryland. So I'm like, okay. your uniform shirt got a stain on it. And you probably wore that shirt yesterday, right. fool. Like, right. And they like, well, all right, Daffy Duck, you know? So <laughs> right. it's like right. a back and forth right. thing. It wasn't like just a attack. So, you know, you gotta, if you're going to dish, you got to take it. If Pause. Young kid was sitting here and he or she had an impediment, speech impediment, taught with a lisp or stuttered. Uh, what advice would you give them? How would you ask, uh, explain to them how to navigate going through life? Because sometimes yeah, you can yeah. possibly outgrow it and sometimes you still have it. Because I talk with a heavy colloquial dialect. I'm from rural, rural South Georgia. Mm. It is who I am. I've learned to embrace it yeah. because that's a part of who I am. It makes you unique. It makes me unique. And so, but I went to, when I first got on television, I went and I, you know, I was trying to be Ed Bradley and I'm trying to articulate my words. I'm like, but hold on, but that ain't who I am. That's not yeah. why they hired me. Absolutely. And that's why you connect how you connect and right. your audience and how you've been able to build right. and why people connect with you because it's, it's authentic. Because right. nobody can be Shannon Sharp, right. better than Shannon Sharp. Nobody right. can be 
Corday right. better than Corday. Right. And so that's what I would tell that kid. Just like, just be yourself, embrace right. what it is. Ain't nothing wrong with you wanting some self-improvement. Right. You know, and whatever that you want to do. If you want to take a speech class, not saying you should or you have to, but like whatever you want to do, nobody can be you better than you. So just embrace yourself, embrace your imperfections, and embrace your flaws and, and accept it and flourish in it. Did you ever have a fear of public speaking? You know what? No. No, when I was young, I wanted to be a lawyer. Okay. So I, I wanted when a, it was around the time Barack came out. So I'm like, y'all want to be a president. Right. And so I always read a lot when I was little. Like I was in fourth grade reading fat ass Harry Potter books. Like, so <laughs> right. I, at first I started reading Harry Potter books. Right. And then my mom and my stepdad was like, well, if you can read an 800 page Harry Potter book, you can read this book on W.E.B. Du Bois. Right. You can read this book on Thurgood Marshall. So right. I was like in fifth grade reading souls of black folk i was in fifth grade reading thurgood marshall reading books on huey newton and malcolm x and things of that nature and this is when i fell in love with rap like super heavy too mm -hmm. from reading and i used to look at nas lyrics and google rap genes this is super early rap genes right. days and just look at them and it's like oh same with jay-z just google jay-z lyrics and just look at them like oh and just annotate and um, so, yeah, so me falling in love with reading, it always gave me, a, um, I guess, above average, like reading and comprehension level and, mm -hmm. and ability to speak. So now I would when they doing popcorn reading, I'm raising my hand, right. <laughs> you know, Steve Harvey. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Don't miss the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun. Set in feudal Japan, Shogun tells the story of one warrior in the fight of his life as a mysterious European ship arrives in Japan. Catch FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. The Veil is a globetrotting game of truth and lies between two women with thousands of lives hanging in the battle. And crime fans, don't miss the all-new series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. Under the Bridge tells the haunting story of a murder that lays bare a small community's darkest secrets. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and is waiting for you on Hulu. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Tells the story a lot that when he was growing up, he told a teacher that he wanted to be on television. Yeah. And the teacher told him, said, you can't be on te television because you have a speech impediment. Mm. And so he made it. And he says every year he sends her television because he's on TV. That's did, petty. Did, <laughs> that's crazy. Did anybody? I get the first two years. Yeah. But damn, that's. I'm, I'm sure he's putting a nice ass TV, right. too. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. I mean, TVs are really cheap now. They, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But let me ask you this. Did anyone ever tell you that you couldn't make it because of your impediment? No, not really, to be honest. It wasn't because of the impediment. Um, I don't. I, I remember this one person I was in a group chat with. And she was like, well, you know how you do group chats and stuff in high school? And um, No, we didn't have those. Oh, yeah, 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 I know, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So I was in this group chat, and I remember I first moved to college, 
and um, I, I took a picture of me setting up my studio, my little home setup, mm -hmm. um, like my microphone, laptop, speakers set up in my dorm room, took a picture of it and put it in the group chat. She was like, yeah, your roommate gonna think you ass, like as a joke. And I was like, all right, like I'm gonna show you, say less. Right. And so now, whenever I, don't, I never forget that. So now whenever I got a show back home and she tried to, uh, one of my friends was like, hey, can we bring such and something? I'm like, nah, I'm good. Oh, uh, you petty. For sure. Absolutely. I don't understand the first time, but uh, keep it going. Because stay over there. That's a customer. But at that I pay a customer. But listen, listen, all money ain't good money, brother. All money ain't good money. But but since, but she was never like really a supportive person anyway. Right. So I'm just like, yo, let's just keep it where it was before. So if you supported me before, it's like people get go above and beyond. What if you had a John Q moment, a change of heart? Shit, have it too late. <laughs> too late. It's all love. I, if I if I would have run into it, it'd be straight love. Like, man, how you been? Yeah, have a good yeah but time. that's a front though. But that ain't going. how you really feel. No, 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 no. That ain't a front because I'm just trying to emit good energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then but you can love I ain't finna go out of my way. You but you not going out of your way. Somebody came to you and said, Hey Cordy, you remember such and such? Man, she trying to come to the she trying to come to the well, show. Well shit, hit a ticket last night. <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> You did a TED talk uh -huh. uh, last year, nearly five million views in six in six months. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Bill Gates was there. So, what was it like meeting Bill Gates? And when you went there, what was gonna? Did you know what you were gonna talk about before you did the talk? Yeah. Um, so I did the TED talk, and I was like, high level. My, you know, that's my <laughs> shameless plug. Yeah, you okay. know, that's my brand that's and things that's his brand, that you know. Level. Um, my bad. No, that might be a sound. Not best for sound. But um, so yeah, I was just like, okay, high level mindset because that really helped me. Me not even realizing what it was and me not having a name for it at the time, like being the young and like really helped me, you know, get to where I am at today. And um, you know what? One thing I did miss on that TED talk, I wanted to shout out YB and Namir because without him, I would not be where I'm at today. Okay. Like hands down, without YB and Namir, I would have still got to where I'm at today, but it would have took me a lot took longer. A longer. So I got to shout out YB and Namir. He's a huge reason why I'm here, why I'm here today. Right. And um, so going back to the TED Talk, just the principles more so and, and like little things that I've learned on the lifestyle, things like discipline. So I wanted to include that. The second idea I had, I was like, it was like, um, why prostitution may should be legal in, in America. It was just <laughs> just on some, like, you know, because some TED Talks is like two points of it. You get what I'm saying? Right. So it just on some funny shit, too. Right. I, I was telling the owner of TED, I was like, what do you think of this TED Talk? And he's just like, uh, keep high level, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just stick with high level. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, so when they reached out, it was just one of the things I wrote. You know how you got, like, a list of things you want to do at the right. top of the year? So I had TED Talk in one of those. I had Shannon, uh, Uncle Shea Club on, right. at the beginning of this year. Right. So when TED Talk, they reached out to us, I'm like, oh, like, that's that's fire. So right. we did it, and it ended up being the number one most watched TED Talk of the year. And after I did my TED Talk, they was like, hey, um, I was in my green room. They was like, hey, uh, Bill want to come meet you. And I'm like... Bill who like, you know, like whatever they like, Bill Gates. I'm like, oh, open the door, bring him on in, right, <laughs> you know? Right. So um, I talked to him and he, he's just a really cool guy. Right. I know it's a lot of things out there with him buying like farmland and like a bunch of shit. If but, I had like, that kind of money, I'd buy some land too. You know, they ain't making no more. God ain't making no more land, exactly. you know? So I don't know what he's doing with it. I don't want to defend, you know what I'm saying, right. or whatever. But um, so I'm just like, I'm, I try not to be closed minded. I'm like, bro, that's Bill Gates. Why right. would I not meet Bill exactly. Gates? You know? He might so, present me an opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. There we go. Right. So, so um, I'm just talking to him. He's like, man, like that was like my favorite TED talk I've seen in a really long time, man. Like, man, take my number down. And we're just talking about it. And he's like, oh, you doing Coachella? He's like, yeah, me and my daughter are going to come see you at Coachella next weekend. This and that. And he, he stood by his word, came to see me at Coachella like wow. the next weekend. And, um, you know, he donates. I don't misquote me, but he donates like a lot of money, like just every year. And again, not defeating him. He should donate a lot of money. Right. But um, he, he helps like a lot of decent causes. So, um, yeah, he seems like a, a, a great guy from like my interactions with him. for sure. You said high level, high level. Your mindset in the speech, it says remain positive, be disciplined, control your environment, yep. create good habits, remove negative people out of your life. Yeah. Uh, you was, are. That's what I was doing with Shorty. You know? <laughs> you know, man, that was years ago. She changed. 
Hey, you know how Michael Jordan did his damn uh, Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, he, he roped it in. <laughs> yeah, he, like, look, that's different. That's different. How do you remain positive? You know, a lot of people say, you know, even though when things are going bad, you remain positive. It's easy to remain positive when things are go good. Okay, you drop you drop a, a song, it goes viral, it makes, you know, everybody's clamoring for it, yeah. or everything that you seem to touch. But what happens when all of a sudden that slows down? Yeah. How do you remain that positive mindset when things are not going as well as you expected? Man... It's a lot easier said than done. It like, is. Man, some days you might have a couple days where you just kind of like just fucked up. <laughs> and just, um, I can curse, right? Yeah, sure okay, you can. Okay, sorry. Um, we are 20 minutes in now, so yeah. Oh, good. yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Shit, maybe I should have asked that before. Sorry about that. You good. But, um... Yeah, creating that positive mindset. Like you said, it's a lot easier said than done. Like some days when things aren't going as well, it's just... It's hard, you know, right. it's super hard, but try to just always find that counterbalance of, of just remaining like what we said before we got here, like, man, we woke up this morning. Right. After that, that's a, anything else is an extra. Yeah. And so I say that now, I, my, my mindset now, because I, I did have a, a really rough last year, like just, just mentally things mm -hmm. I went through, like just personally in my personal life and mentally right. I really went through it. I was like really like right. in a super dark place last year, like really dark that I've never even been in before, like just growing up and things of that nature. Even with me having success and money and all of these things, like I was in a really dark place last year, but I had to... And again, it's easier for me because again, I'm I'm super blessed, you know. But no matter what, it's always a blessing that you can find. It's like right. okay, like even if like, I woke up, I have all my limbs. Okay, if even I don't have my limb, I still have, you know. It, it's something that you can find to be grateful for, to be appreciative of. That's why when people ask me how I'm doing, I'm saying, man, I'd be a fool to complain because right. I truly, especially me, I yeah. would be a fool to complain. Right. One, nobody want to hear it, right. you know. But but two, I would be a fool to complain. And so I think everyone. Like, even though we all may be at different stages of our life right. and, and careers and things, we that all nature, have something to be grateful we for. We all have something to be grateful for. If you sat down and wrote out things, man, we got okay. I know where my next meal is coming right. from. Okay, I got a roof over my head. Correct. Uh, even if you don't got a roof, okay, I can find a way. I'm woke. I am alive today. Yes. Yes. You know, it's like the old saying when they say, you know, God don't make no mistake. Mm -mm. I'm like, He doing this to me on purpose. I sure hope this was a mistake. But you, you, but for you to remain, and, and I'm listening to you talk, and you say, you know, look, at the end of the day, I remain positive because I woke up this morning. Absolutely. Then I can attack anything else that happens after that. We but, can figure it out. We yeah. woke up. We can figure it out. We yes. can figure it out. Not the Kanye song, but College Dropout. Yeah. You go to Towson. Yeah. And you're like, okay. You were telling the story earlier how you sitting everything up in your dorm room like, yeah, I'm in college. I'm in yeah, yeah. I'm about to go, you know, be on campus, yeah. about to see these shawty, yeah. and then you decided to leave. Why? Yeah. Because um, I, I really went to college because it was uh, it was bigger than me. Right. Like my, I was like first generation. Like right. my mother didn't get a chance to go to college. Right. She had to go to night school to, right. to get her high school diploma. My right. dad got his GED in prison. You know, my grandmother dropped out of school in third grade. Yeah, that was, and, that was normal for. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that generation. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Me is just like, okay, this is, I, and I always was like, I would like to say a little smart growing up, right. you know, I always had decent grades, so it's like, this is my avenue, I got no other choice, and, and I was, that, that was like almost a plan B for me, and so when I got to school, I would say it was like my second year when I really locked in on the music thing, and I was like, oh yeah, I ain't finna finish. My goal was like, okay, I'm gonna finish college, give myself three hard years to like really go crazy on the music, but then by like my junior year, I'm taking out extra Sally Maylon. Shout out my mom. She co-signed them for me. And I'm cashing. I'm I'm having about five G's in my pocket because I'm <laughs> taking out extra loans. Right. And so I'm using this to fly to LA. Right. To fly to South by Southwest to go to and I'm working a job at this time too. I'm selling a little weed. I'm getting money in, right. my, in my brain. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like I wasn't uh, Escobar, but you know, I'm selling my little old, yeah, my yeah, little yeah, okay, okay, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm getting a little money. Yeah, your pocket's fat. Working at the restaurant, got you know, got my extra Sally Mae loan, so I'm using all this to just to put into my music into, and I'm man, I'm getting scammed. I'll pay like a local artist for a feature. They done ran off on me. I done money being money. a green bean. I done money grammed this Gave full away. bread, and he done oh, like appreciate you, sir, green bean. You know, <laughs> so um, yeah, just taking risk, man. Just just taking risk, taking a bunch of L's, and I was just like, I can't. I got into that mindset like, yo, I am not giving myself no other option. 
but to do this music right. thing. I'm not, this is just my, I'm not giving myself a plan B. Just like, cause I don't want to live with myself when I'm 50 years old, older and like, man, I didn't tell, I was being too safe with life. And you never want to be too safe. And that's something I'm like fighting right now because I have things to lose. Like before, I didn't have nothing to lose. So right. I'm, I'm taking every risk. I'm going heads on. Now I got, you know, thing. I'm not. You got other people I'm to not, think about. I got other people to think about that's depending on me. And so I'm I, I'm more risk averse, which right. is necessary to learn that. But still, like, st we still got to be brave. We right. still got to take chances. Yes. We still got to take risks. Yes. And so just trying to find that balance, because I think it was a point to where I was almost like being too safe right. with the moves and things that I was making. Well, I would turn down things because it wasn't like that. But it was just a lesson more so of me just like, nah, I still got to be brave. I still got to have that same belief. And faith in myself and God that like, yo, let's just go for it. Let's right. just go for it and take it to the next level. Were you a good student or were you partying, doing things that I like, like a lot of kid, college yeah. kids do? I mean, you obviously you're in college. You want to enjoy it. Yeah. This is an environment because hopefully you're going to grow up and not party like you did in college. Yeah. So were you a good student? You say you got good grades, but were you partying? Were you doing things like a typical college kid? I was a good student in high school and okay. I was still in high school. Like, you know, I was I've been smoking weed since I was like 12 years old. OK. And so um, in college, it's like, oh, now I don't got to. Smoke, you know, this is when weed was like illegal. So, right. you know, we had the hot box, a homie car, be paired. You already paranoid, right. you are, you know, you be looking around, make sure the police and nobody come yeah. around. And so, college is just, you got a friend with an apartment. So, it's just like, oh, we can really oh, yeah. turn up there. So, it, it, so, in high school, I was able to balance both, you know, turning up and things of that nature. But in college, I was a horrible student. Right. It was just like, right. yo, like, especially when I found out I'm really going to do music all the way, like, I dropped a lot. I had, like, one class a week. <laughs> I kept one <laughs> class a week, and I was flying to Atlanta. If it's some, if there's some sort of convention, like Complex Con or South by South, I'm flying out there. I had a friend who worked at Southwest. I got the buddy pass. Right. I got, I'm going to find somebody couch I can sleep on, right. you know? So I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to take all of them risks. And, um... So yeah, in college, that's when I I start I got heavy into popping Zans and Percocet and trying like acid and trying like oh, all God type damn. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm not you know bragging about it, right. but just like college, that's when I really. Well, hell, you I'm know, surprised you made it that long in school. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So so yeah, college, I kind of really got um, burnt out, and this is when like a pill really became like super cool and like in pop culture more right. so or cool if you would, you know. So. Um, yeah, I was just, I was, yeah, I was, I was burnt out for lack of a better so word. So you say you were probably around, you say you're 18, sophomore, 18, 19, 19 when yeah. you says, okay, it's this music thing. Damn school, I ain't got no black up plan, I ain't got no job lined up. It's yeah. either music or I'm gonna be back on grandma or mama couch. That's but it. that that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, that's why I gave my I was just like, it this is just what it is. It's just no other options. I'm reading where you say you met a lot of your so, your rap friends uh, rap friends through social media. Yeah, is social is, is social media a blessing or a curse? It's a combination of the two. It, it's just depending on how you let it um, dictate your mind, your right. frame of mind. And so yeah, I met Namir. I actually met Namir through um, my my bro Simba, my dog Simba. But I met him in person at um. At Rolling Loud, okay. LA, yeah. for me taking them trips again. If it's something <laughs> that's going on, like within music, I'm a fine. I won't even have a ticket there. I'm just like, yo, just by me moving off that mustard seed faith, I'm gonna find a way. Right. And I'll just find for some miraculous reason. Number but God, I just find my way with an artist band. Which now we get that, you know, you just ask, you just get your agent or somebody to ask you in there. But like, as a um, a citizen at the time, that's a big deal. Right. And so that's how I met Namir through that. He recognized he, he rock with my stuff. So. Um, that was how that sparked. And again, you know, without while being not me, I would not be here. Right. And um, would not be. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Don't miss the full season of FX's epic limited series, Shogun, set in feudal Japan. Shogun tells the story of one warrior in the fight of his life as a mysterious European ship arrives in Japan. Catch FX's new international spy thriller, The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. The Veil is a globetrotting game of truth and lies between two women with thousands of lives hanging in the balance. 
violence, and crime fans. Don't miss the all-new series, Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events, starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. Under the Bridge tells the haunting story of a murder that lays bare a small community's darkest secrets. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and is waiting for you on Hulu. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Here this fast, but even just will not be here regardless. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, so we just stay connected through social media. But to go to your point of, it's a blessing. Social media changed my life. Right. You know, it changed millions of lives. It's, Social media, since the social media age, I bet it's a study that shows more millionaires, multimillionaires right. are, are being erupted. And that's how I learned a lot of information. I'm able to uh, watch. I, I watch interviews. I can watch somebody that's coming on your podcast and get a gem from there. I can watch people like Earn Your Leisure, right. you know, learn financial stuff from there. So, you know, that's the beauty of social media. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, to see like studies like of human behavior like since social media because right. it's still a relatively new construct. Okay, people are more um, antisocial now because of social media. Attention spans are a lot lower. Work ethics are a lot mm-hmm. lower. Things mm-hmm. of that nature. So I'm just curious to see what type of effects long-term social media is just going to have on humans right. and human behavior. Um Mentally, like social media, like isn't the best for me. Like right now, I can pull out my phone right now. I have no Instagram, no Twitter, no TikTok on my phone. Like I'll just download. Did you have it? I did. Did you get away with it, or you never had it? I I had it for sure, but like this last year, again, you know, when I was like really going through it mentally. I think these last two years, I'll just download it when I got up. Okay, Corday, you got to post this, and okay, we got a song out, we got to post this. So I'll just download it, do what I got to do. You know, still scroll a little right. bit, tap in with what's right. going on right. in the world. Um, you know, Twitter the new news. You right. know, that's the new, our new newspaper. So I'll tap in, but then I'll just, once I done gotten the information I needed, posted what I need, I'll just delete it just for my own well being because right. we're also comparing our lives. You got to think, people only post their highlights on social right. media. Right, you know, only dubs. Ain't people nobody only post no their, L's. like their absolutely highest of high moments. Yeah. Like, nigga, I ran into Drake today, so I'm going to upload that, like, to my, so, right. you know, people can create all type of illusions and things of that right. nature. So, I say, let's say, you're looking at everybody's highlight reel, and you're comparing your real life to someone's. That's probably moment. lying. That's a moment. That's a moment. And so it gets you all the way feeling, you know, blue and, and feeling a little depressed or just uh, down, you know, and ungrateful for your right. life that you live. So, and again, it's just going to be funny to see like the long term effects on social media. Okay, like people are attention spans are a lot less. Um, people don't pay attention to conversation as much. Right. Things that. So it's just going to be interesting to see that because it's still. A fairly new construct, mm-hmm. so it's just going to be interesting. I'm listening at you talking. You said you were going through something last year, 
if you don't mind me asking, yeah. what was go what were you going through that caused you to say, you know what, I need to step away from social media? Was it something that was going through you were going through at home yeah. because your your lady was going through something, or uh, the, the the music wasn't being put out like you liked or like yeah. you wanted? What was going on in Corday's life that says, man, I need to step away from this? Yeah, um, I think I put out an album last year, right? And again, most people loved it. You know, like most people loved it. Most of my fans loved it. A lot of people come up to me. A lot of artists, which helped me feel better. A lot of my peers come up and be like, man, that new album was gas, bro. I can see the improvement right. from your first album. I think it was way better in my opinion. And I think you were more like structurally, just songwriting ability and all this right. improved. And, and again, like I said, a lot of fans love my second album more. But when I see it wasn't being as well received as like my first one, I'm just, a, I just want to please the fans. And right please the people and so when everybody doesn't love it at the level and, and again so when i'm making this album i'm like nigga this is the best shit since sliced bread like right. i make i made a song called want for me i'm like man this shit gonna be bigger than red bone right and it ain't nobody you know because i'm a positive person ain't nobody that can tell, tell me, me different. different and so i'm putting out this album i'm like man we gonna win this award this award is gonna sell this amount of records and although it was successful, because it didn't meet these like astronomical expectations, unrealistic I had, expectations. Yeah, and I won't even say unrealistic, just astronomical. Right. Expectations. It just like fume, just put me really down in a down space, and then you start doubting yourself, like you start having like imposter syndrome, like do I am I really worthy of being here? Do I really deserve this? Like, are people rocking with me? Like, how am I gonna make a lit? You know, just all of these, just thinking the worst thoughts that you can possibly think of. Like, man, is it even worth, like, just doing this, you know? So it was really off that. But, again, me seeing the positive. Like, I did a tour last year. And my tour sold out across the globe in 90% of markets. You know, obviously in Belgium it might have been, like, 80% sold out or whatever. But 95 in America fully sold out in double capacity venues that I did off my first album. So we did a tour. Let's say we did a thousand cat venue for the first album. This album, we did 2000 cat venue and sold out. And so it allowed me to see a silver lining of like one first week sales don't matter. Like album sales don't matter in today's age where I'm really able to gauge my success from my album or how much did the music connect. It's from a live show because people got to buy a ticket. They right. got to wait in line. They got to come see you. It takes effort to see a live show. So I was able to see like that silver line and really right. helped me out a lot. Going on tour, performing, seeing real life fans rap these words, sing these hooks, you know, word for word. That really helped me a lot. And so just being trying to stay positive and finding the silver line. And again, it's easier for someone who's like me that's super blessed to be able to find like a silver lining because it's oh, oh we just got this deal that came in for such right. an amount of money you right. know what right all right my day ain't too bad you know so now your mentals are a lot you're in a lot better place now yeah. than where you were say a year ago yeah because realizing just life it ain't just always going to be pium it's just going right. to be like blue cup blue cup blue cup okay we a little stagnant right here dennis blue cup blue cup blue cup mm -hmm. oh you know just like i remember watching your stuff and you was like how Fox Sports, not Fox, or ABC, forgive me if I'm not. Um, CBS. Yeah, CBS, excuse me, um, wasn't rocking with you in the way, wasn't embracing you for how you are. And at that time, and forgive me if I'm speaking miscorrectly for mm -hmm. you, you could have thought like, man, that's an opportunity lost. Right. I may not get another opportunity. Right. But then that just opened the door for Fox Sports and you and Skip to do your thing. Yeah. And then you to have your own platform and do your thing to where now amongst the youth they may know you you're a hall of famer you know <laughs> yeah. you won multiple super bowl but the you i know you from the the football and you being me. a superman but a lot of the youth may know you more from being on tv and that's from uncle shay shay yeah. with the black mile <laughs> and the hen dog you know what i'm what, saying that's what a lot of the people know me for yeah. i think the thing was that cbs i think they just i was just miscast yeah. Um, I needed to be in this format on a platform like this yeah. to showcase my ability that I could talk about things other than just football. Yeah. And uh, uh, Fox presented an opportunity for me. Football season is well underway. The baseball postseason is here. New basketball and hockey seasons are upon us. While we love watching our favorite teams on television, there's nothing better than being at the game live and in person. And I think I know a little something about that. The best way to get tickets to any of these games is on Game Time, the fastest growing ticket app in the U.S. Game Time is the only only ticket app that gives you peace of mind with your purchase. They let you see the view from where your seats are before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Their all-in price show total upfront so you know you always are getting the best deal. And it takes no time at all. You can buy tickets in seconds. 
with two taps. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, redeem code SHAYSHAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app, enter the code SHAYSHAY. That's SHAYSHAY. S-H-A-Y, S-H-A-Y for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute ticket price, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah. You moved to L.A. with some friends. Yep. You had you, I mean, obviously you say you had flown to L.A. If there was a concert going on, Corday was going to find a way to get to it. Yes, sir. So did you always want to live in L.A.? Or where, like when you were growing up, like, man, if I could live anywhere once I become an adult, I'm going to live in L.A. or I'm going to live in Miami or I'm going to live in Chicago. Where did Corday want to live when he was growing up? As a kid, I wanted to just live life as a Richard Omad. Okay. Like still even now, like my, my goal is like, hey, own a house in L.A., own a house in New York, own a house in Atlanta, own a house in London, own a house in Ghana and just live like a rich nomad. OK, it's, it's wintertime in um, D.C. So, right. OK, let me go to L.A. for winter or, or let me try going to um, let me make this album in Turks. So you, you get what I'm right. saying? So my goal was it's always to live like a rich nomad, you right. know, to be nomadic, but um, upscale. But my first time visiting L.A. Um, was for Complex Con 2017. And I was just like, oh, yeah, nah, this is the place you to be. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, this is the place to be. Being Demi, living in L.A. for three years, like, man, I got to go back home, bro. I need to be with my mama, you right. know, so be amongst family and all right. my friends and stuff. So um, just to balance. So I, I, my goal as a kid was to just live a rich nomadic lifestyle, you know. Were you when you got to L.A., were you locked in? Um, were you focused were the focus where it needed to be yeah. or were you like a lot of people when they come to LA they get caught up in the lifestyle and they yeah. party and they have a good time and then yeah. sometimes they forget the real reason that they came to LA to begin with oh yeah nah as soon as I it's like that my junior year of college when I stopped like you know just doing Zans all mm -hmm. the time doing perks smoking and drinking lean all this stuff all the time like when I made that junior year when I made that mind frame of I started fasting, I stopped indulging in all type of vices, you know, stop, you know, doing drugs, stop smoking, stop everything. So by the time I got to L.A., I was all my mind frame was just like, no, nah, we came here for okay, okay. It, good, I was all, Yeah, I was already built up that discipline, built up the habits, built up a habit of doing good habits of like staying focused on my work. I made a vision board at the top of the year. Um, I'll write down my goals. Um, every month and just want to stick to that and just being disciplined of saving money, being disciplined of just stay, sticking to my craft and not letting any outside influences get to me. So by the time I got to LA, it was just like, I was already cold turkey. I turned down, I turned down blunts with legends, you know what I'm saying? Right. Turned down a drink just because I'm just so focused of just like, I'm here for a reason. For a reason. So I wasn't going to no parties, no nothing. Okay. Um, I'm reading that your the original group, your original group of friends, you guys parted, went separate ways. Yeah. What do you think? Did did you outgrow them? There were yeah. things that they were doing that you didn't like. How did that happen? Because you had been friends for a minute. Yeah, yeah. It it was mainly because of the business side okay. behind it. You know, obviously every group groups in hip hop just mm -hmm. for some whatever reason just doesn't uh end well. Right. For the most part. Um Groups in general, I think, in music, but... You were trying to go solo, huh? No, nah, no, nah, not really. I'm going to keep it a buck okay. with you. The, what was really the issue was the business side of it. And I'm still dealing with that today, to be honest. But just the business side behind, like, the YBN brand and, and uh, the, the powers that be, that was um, a feel on, on the business side more so. That was, like, the main, main thing because, like, even when I had a conversation with Namir, it was just like, look, bro, like this business thing is just like, bro, it's just it's just horrible for lack of a better word. Right. We don't own the YBN name, all of these things. So we're building up this brand of YBN that none of us own. Like if why if Namir own is like, man, I'm rolling this thing to the wheels fall off or whatever the case may be. But like, bro, we don't own this. So like, man, I'm going to have to. And obviously we had creative differences and things of that nature. Right. Like that number we going I was going to find a way because, again, this man is the reason why yeah. I'm here. You know, obviously I have talent. And it's a God-given blessing, God above all. But, like, this dude, why being not married, is a huge reason of why I'm here. So I'm trying to, like, figure it out. So I had a conversation with him about, you know, the business side. So I'm just like, man, I'm going to have to do this thing. Like, we're gonna have to, I'm going to have to remove this thing from my name. And then when we had a conversation, he understood it. Like, everything was cool. So I thought he understood it from the convo we had. But 
then, you know, he kind of went to the internet and said something else, man. You know, oh. I didn't really appreciate that, but just like whatever, like I still got so much gratitude for him, you know, right. for that opportunity, even still to this day, Namir ever need anything from me. It's just like, I still, I talked to Namir mom just last week. Right. So just that, that uh, never outshine the master, if you would. And um, what's, so your yeah, relationship? what's your relationship with him? I understand that you talked to his mom. Yeah. Have you talked to him? Last time I talked to Namir, I called him because I wanted to bring him out on stage for Coachella. Right. And Namir, um, early on, wasn't really, uh, um, and I'm not talking down upon him. He'll notice. He 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 said no to come to the Coachella. He he was he just got his braces removed, mm -hmm. so he didn't want to rap, and his yeah. mouth is kind of messed up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I was upset. I'm like, bro, this is like Coachella. Like, right. come on, bro. Right. But so he didn't. So that was the last time I spoke to Namir to bring him out for Coachella, and then we'll just randomly text. You know, things of that nature, like, yo, bro, like the new song, things of that. But, like, mm -hmm. we always going to be good. Like, it's always a love. Like, I will never, ever talk down on that man who presented me this, like, amazing opportunity. I'm not just saying that to be politically correct right. either. It's just the God's honest truth, you know? You are a member of the 2019 XXL freshman class. You got yes, Meg Thee Stallion. You got Blueface Gunner, uh, the baby Roddy Rich. Do you do you follow? Do you follow that? you follow your, your classmates? Um. Yeah, to an extent, for sure, because it's it's always like whenever we see each other, like right. it's just always like we graduated high school together, this right. type of feeling, you right. know, type of vibe. So right. whenever I see Meg, it's always love with her. She always emits super good energy, always right. had, mm -hmm. even when she was going through, you know, that thing with Tori, like she always, I'll send her like, a, you know, a voice note, you know, things of right. that nature. But like she always was like good vibes, good energies. And every time I see him, it's always at, like last time I seen Meg in person was at the Met Gala, you right. know? So it's just like, hey, hey, what's up, man? Freshman class, we here. Right. You know, just talk about, you know, how proud they are with each other. Oh, uh, well, Roddy, you know, we have the same A&R with Dallas. Shout out Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I knew Roddy a little bit before the XXL freshman right. class. So it was like super fire and inspiring to see, okay, us meeting each other 2018. Then we both had a show together. And the next time we seen each other, it was XXL freshman. The next time we seen each other is at the Grammys. Mm -hmm. So it's always like just good to see people leveling up and see like how far they can take it or how far they took it and how far we going to continue to take it. Right. So it's going to be funny to see like even five years from now, 10 years from now to see where everybody is and how far they was able to take it and things they're able to do for their family, their community. It's a blessing for sure. Psst, there's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell to saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline, and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, Platinum Status is earned with 12 fill-ups over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.